Welcome to Heightened Life, a place for conversation that sparks insight and inspires growth. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 7 of Heightened Life. My name is Amanda Goins. This week, I had the fun opportunity to chat with my friend and fellow podcaster, MJ from Inside the Sound. I'm excited to share it with you. Hey, MJ, thanks so much for joining me today. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, absolutely. Today, we're just going to celebrate the first month of Heightened Life and talk a bit about what I've learned from each of my guests so far and just kind of celebrate life and the good things that have happened in 2020 so far. Yay. Yay. It's a good day to to be here. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's always something if you, if you look hard enough, or even if not even looking hard, just if you try to examine what's going on around you, there's always something to be grateful for. And I think a lot of times people lose lose perspective about that. So, so how are you today? How, how are things going for you? You know what? Really, really good. Um, you know, inside the sound just passed our month mark, uh, mid October. So we're mm-hmm. right there with you. We only really started, we started really at the same time. And just, just like, you know, we've talked a couple times on other podcasts that, you know, you had a podcast before this and so did I, and it's, it's all been like a learning process, you know, like a, um, one foot in front of the other kind of situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And just networking online, meeting people, um, making mistakes and, and, and being okay with that. And like trying to make the best, the next iteration better, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, um, congratulations on them. I like, just, you know, I love your show and I love, you can clearly see with your show. It's like, you see that progress, right? You see one episode after it's like, everyone gets better and better and better. And it's like, I thought the one that you had us on was your best one yet. And then the next one was better. And then the next one was better. And that's how I feel about my show too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, uh, I, we, we started out with just, um, you know, an idea. And it's like, well, how can we bring this thing into fruition? So I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, incremental improvements and learning from your mistakes and all that. And that's really what I'm trying to do. And not just with the podcast, but in all areas of my life. And just when I do falter or stumble, just get back up and keep going and not lose sight. Because I used to have a real big problem of just going full throttle into a new endeavor and then as soon as i messed up be like oh, i'm just i'm gonna quit now you know <laughs> so that's that's one reason why i'm celebrating this first month because you know it took consistency and I, that's one thing i really want to strive for with this show and just in in general in life is being consistent with the things that i really want to pursue so with the my hardest f- thing to do oh sorry, no, no, no worries. Yeah, that is it's very challenging because, you know, there's some days when you're just not going to be feeling it. You're just going to not have that energy or, or excitement or vibrance like you do on other days. But being consistent on those days and pushing yourself a little bit is is key. That's when you prove to yourself, hey, I can do this even when it's not comfortable. And that takes me into what I learned from my first guest and Bonnie that change is uncomfortable and that's okay. I think that's something that a lot of people lose sight of. It's, it's okay if things that you do to improve or, or even unwanted change, that's uncomfortable, but you gotta accept that and just move through it. 
and that's yeah oh god uh sorry uh it's the that is a big stumbling block like to when you are going through tough times when you can't accept it like that acceptance is the first step yeah that just gets the ball rolling it's it's uh that's the beginning of the battle and you can't give up before it's even started you know and i found it's so funny with with both unwanted change and like changes that i chose change is, is still uncomfortable like when i chose to try to make my life better and lose weight and just pursue my dreams and stuff like that that was still tough and challenging and it's still you know challenging but I think a lot of times we think that if we choose a change in our life, that it'll just be easy. Like, oh, I chose this. It'll be simple. But that's not the case, you know. And <laughs> But, yeah, acceptance is key just just in general, like accepting the things you can't change and just focusing on what you have within your realm of control. And that's something I've really, really, really learned in the past couple of years because I used to just fixate on, like, ruminate on everything that, was undesirable and not just focus on what was in my <laughs> my control. So I'm still in that mode, probably, man. <laughs> I have a hard time letting go of the, you know, uh, it, but at the same time, you know, it, there is opposition in all things, whatever path you're going to choose in life, right? Like it doesn't, you know, talk about the difference between the change that might be forced upon you and the change that you might choose and how hard or like, it really doesn't matter what direction you had you're going to find difficulties. They're there no matter what. So you might as well do what you actually are meant to do. And you might as well, like, you might as well go after what you love in life because life is short anyway. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of the same way with people pleasing. I used to always focus so much energy on being liked and people approving of my efforts and who I was and no matter what you do in life, somebody's going to criticize you. So you might as well pursue what you want to pursue full out because then at least you'll, you'll have a sense of, of accomplishment within yourself and integrity and authenticity instead of just a sense of validation from other people for being fake. So, and that, that's something I used to like, I used to be terrible about just trying to impress everybody like I wanted to impress everybody and make everybody happy and then even when you do make everybody happy you're not happy with yourself a lot of times because you're always dancing around trying to be who everybody else wants you to be and I think that's something just accepting yourself for who you are and then like from that space becoming who you want to be that's kind of like where I am right now in life have you been listening to the new uh Akira the Don Alan Watts album oh, just came out yeah absolutely right? yeah <laughs> um it talks about like how to be a better person mm-hmm. right? and we have it in our heads that you know we need to improve ourselves and i don't know if it's just a western thing if it's a i don't know my, i don't know the perspective from other parts of the world right but talk about acceptance right like understanding yourself as, as who you are as an organism like as a person as a, as a being what you actually want out of life and starting from that point you know because i suffer from the people pleasing thing too i mean like big time uh and a lot of what you're describing is stuff that echoes you know the, the sentiments i have in my own life mm-hmm. and it's it's a constant i mean it's a constant battle even even after making a lot of progress 
frankly, it's, it's always going to be there. You know, that desire to want to make others happy, right? I mean, it's built into how we operate socially, just as the human animal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to catch that balance between, you know, yes, I want to, I want to, I do care about what my family might think of me, right? I do care what my friends think of me. I do care what my listeners think of me, but only to a point. Like, I can't allow that to dictate how I choose to view myself or how I, how I might, like, evaluate my own self-worth exactly come from a different source it's it's like you can prefer people to approve of you but you can't hinge your self-worth on it and that's something that i've really learned like i I would prefer my friend my friends family everyone to be enthusiastic about the things i do in life but it's not necessary for me to still pursue the things i want to do in my life so and so moving forward to my second guest, which was the host of the Inside the Sound podcast, which I mean, you, you haven't, which hey, one there? of them joined me today. So <laughs> one of my main takeaways from when we spoke that day was about the importance of, of who we surround ourselves with and the social media and media and just cultivating a mindset and an environment of people that are supportive for our life. And I thought that was something that just we kind of stumbled upon that I thought was a great, a great thing. I agree. And, and really, you know, you, I don't believe that our finding each other on Twitter was by accident. It was serendipitous. You know, and serendipitous. And, and it was so helpful to actually just find like-minded people. And, you know, Terrence McKenna said once to create your own roadshow. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of what we're, doing i mean you know you have your podcast and i have mine we've already collaborated several times and it's been great right like um being able to have other professionals who you know are in this space that i can network with and it's just been it's opened a lot of doors for me just in my own mindset you know like yours and my podcast isn't currently at the top of the chart just wait but (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know in in terms of like um the potential and where we're headed i mean look at where look at where we can go right like what the potential is there and what's what's actually what we're capable of mm-hmm. and you know you're only a month in and yeah, that's it's, the thing you're only a month in you know I, i'm really trying to just take advantage of or make use of all available resources because a lot of times in the past i would just i wouldn't do that and there's so much out there you know there are great people to learn from and connect with and share with and that's something that I wasn't always open to in the past. I was very solo in my creative endeavors. Like before when I had podcasts, most of the time, well, I had one with a, with a co-host, but the other one I tried to do, I didn't even have guests. It was just me talking. Cause I was all oh, you about had another one. You didn't even talk about this other one. Oh yeah. It was, well, it was the first iteration of this podcast. It had the same okay. title, but um, it was, I think I did like three episodes and then I finally did one interview and then it all got like scrapped. But yeah, it, I was, because I was, wasn't open to collaboration as much. I wasn't, I was afraid, you know, I was scared of, of like branching out and I, I, that hindered me a lot. And I've been trying to step outside of my comfort that zone. That's been like super key because in order to accomplish anything beyond like, your day-to-day experience, you have to step out of your comfort zone on occasion, or you don't challenge yourself, I think. I mean, that's just my opinion, maybe, but 
<laughs> I can relate. I mean, I know I come. I know how I come across to people, but this is a learned. So I'm actually not an extrovert, and I know that sounds weird to people because of how I present myself in the world. But I'm painfully shy, and I, I said that in the recent podcast. And there are people who wouldn't believe that because they don't, like they don't see the full scope of who say I am. But you know, I, I the same problem. Like you talk about wanting to expand yourself and. And, and collaborate like it's tough for me to trust other people absolutely i'm, I'm a you know? talkative introvert you know i I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that's the funny thing with this whole quarantine situation i've been perfectly fine just chilling at my house with my husband and my cats and like reading books and going <laughs> outside and having an occasional outing and it's it's almost like i'm at the point now i'm having to relearn how to socialize because i've been kind of in my cocoon so long but it's great now. I'm really enjoying it. So moving forward to guest number three was Wes yeah. Anik. And he and I talked about love-centered living and kind of like transcending chaos, which I think is important because you can get so drawn into chaos, even chaos that like doesn't necessarily like impact your life or even affect you just from a national inquirer, dramatic type Gosh. point of view, you know, like, get sucked into the the drama on social media and things like that and and lose sight of what's important and so that that's staying centered and and not just even in like love-centered living but just with your core inner compass inner values things like that having a having a meaning or purpose or whatever that's higher than the chaos i think is important that was my major takeaway from him yeah i got a lot of that conversation I, it, it's just so funny. Like all the things you've been talking about in your podcast, they echo so much of what's been going on in my own personal life. And, and I've had a lot of chaos. I mean, I'm, I'm not alone in this. I know like 2020 has been chaos for so many of us. For me personally, it's been one of the most tumultuous years of my life. And to be able to find love in the middle of that, like, and I don't mean the romantic sense of love. I do mean like to love oneself, mm -hmm. you know, and to love, to care for yourself enough to like to care about yourself enough to care for yourself it's like that oscar wilde yeah. quote um to love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance because if you think about it you're the only constant in your life is in human form because anybody else can come and go but you will always be with you you know and having a, a healthy and good relationship being somebody who helps yourself is good. And I, I've really wise, been working on that. Was it the wise words of Charles Dickens through the voice of Kermit the Frog <laughs> and Mother Christmas Carol saying something about how life is just greetings and parties? Yeah. You know, uh, and it is, right? Like, it doesn't matter the relationship. Like, everybody comes and goes. You know, it's, it, it is, it is the, 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 the fact of life. Um, ultimately, that last journey you take is completely yours alone to take, right? And when you start looking at your life that way, you can start realigning priorities, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so like being able to live with love. I mean, again, I got a lot out of that. That one was actually one of my favorites. Well, no, actually, I feel like they get better. Each, each one's got better. <laughs> Let's see. That's, really that's the goal, you know? And I'm sure there, like with, with everything, it's not a, 
it's not like a staircase it's more like a a spiral staircase that has a few steps down and then a few steps up you know it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be like that but that's just how life flows and i'm trying not to force things i'm trying to really just be in alignment with what i want to do and flow with life and that's all that's all i can do or uh, that's the best i can do i think so and then my my most recent guest before today was nate g and we talked about just strategies for constructing your dream life and that the funny thing is for me in a lot of ways some of the questions he asked in his program were like if you could be doing anything with your life if you won the lottery what would you be doing and it really made me think not not a whole lot different than what i i do now i would just not have any financial obligation so that kind of reassured me that i'm i'm currently on the right path and just i've been really taking time to kind of find clarity and have a vision for what i want to do and i think for so long i just had all these i had goals but i would try to pursue like 21 goals all at once and then mm. i didn't get any of them done you know and that's <laughs> that's something that was always challenging for me i would try to take on everything and then get overwhelmed when i couldn't accomplish 21 goals in five days <laughs> it's like and <laughs> so I, I, yeah I, i'm like, definitely oh, an overachiever I'm with that, that. no i just like i can relate so hard to this amanda like you've no <laughs> but that's the problem like I'm, my mind is everywhere and... me too yeah well you get like <laughs> sparks or at least for me i get like these sparks of inspiration like oh i want to do this and i want to do that and i've got to kind of slow myself down and think Okay, I'm going to focus on these few things first and kind of brainstorm about this one. And then when I get these three things going, I'll start to pursue some other things that are more challenging. Because before I would be like, I'm going to start a podcast and a YouTube channel and write a book and lose weight and just everything. I would try to take on everything at once and then burn out. And yeah. that's because, you know, at first you have all that a drive and adrenaline of, of a new activity. And then after a while, if you take on too much, it becomes, at least for me, I tend to almost turn things into a chore that, that are fun things. And <laughs> then I start to dread them. I'm like, oh, I got to go, got to go take a walk outside and look at nature. It's like, no, that's, that's a privilege. <laughs> that's not a chore. And, about? Yeah. Yeah. And that, so, so I try not to be like too strict with my schedule. Cause I used to be so bad about like, micromanaging every single moment of my day like oh it's it's 11 30 it's time to eat lunch okay it's 11 45 it's time to take a walk okay it's 11 50 you know it's just and i need everybody needs breaks i think and that was <laughs> gotta give myself some breaks every once in a while so that's that's my takeaways yeah, some credit. yeah yeah and that's something important i think for everybody is when you accomplish something take some time to celebrate because a lot of times I would, I would accomplish something. And before I even like appreciated the fact that I had done what I had done, I was already like, well, I've done that, but I need to do this and this and this now to prove myself. I should have done myself. it better. I yeah. Should've, yeah. I could have done this. Yeah. I could have done more. I could be better. And that kind of goes, goes back to the Alan Watts thing about um, basically the idea of why are you trying to improve yourself because you're enough as you are. And that, and to me, I think like, 
acceptance of yourself and loving yourself and just having, you can still have a vision of where you want to be, but you have to be okay with where you are too at the same time. Like have some goals and, and ideas for the future, but don't, don't focus on that so much that you're, you get lost in that and don't appreciate the present. And I was, oh, misjudged the timing. I, I had a side note about Alan Watts that I just feel like sharing. Um, oh, absolutely. I'm, most, I'm all for side notes about Alan Watts. I, <laughs> I know Alan Watts, so go. I think one of the most impactful things I ever heard him say was just about the human eye. And he, he says, you know, when you, you don't congratulate yourself for having grown like one of the most precious jewels in the universe, which is the human eye. Mm-hmm. And to be able to behold the, the miracles of color and form and just the way he talks, right? It's that it, maybe it's that English accent or this, but I, I, there's just something so beautiful about that concept of like the most wonderful, beautiful jewel you could ever purchase. It's not a diamond, it's not a ruby, it's not an emerald. It's it, it was grown, you know, in your in your mother's womb. It, it's your eyes, um, and they really are the most beautiful thing about it I, I mean i do i really do think um the eyes are just they're 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 fascinating to me right um so that's a little side and i just i love that one big time but uh but you know your guest you know talked about the constructing your life and the way that we construct a house and you think about well there's no house that gets built really without some kind of a game plan maybe mm-hmm. things have to change maybe you gotta like this wall over here that was planned, maybe you got to redo that one and it doesn't fit right with this other idea over here. But like, it has to be written down. Yeah, that's like my a number blueprint. one problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. a blueprint, that's the word I'm looking for. Ar- you know, ar- ar- archetypal, ar- the architect puts the blueprint, right? Writes down the blueprint. And so it's from that blueprint that you construct that. It's from that blueprint that you construct your life. And you've got to write down. You and the to- thing is, when, once you cr- create that blueprint, you can always modify it as you go. Right. And that's something I think I lost sight of for a long time. I would have this come up with a plan and then be so absolutist about it that when circumstances change or, or my goals change, I would be like, well, this isn't going good anymore. I'm going to quit instead of just modifying the blueprints and continuing the project. And I that's think what that happened to me this year. I mean, it really did. It's what happened with the, the you know, career change happened sooner than I actually had anticipated. You know, this was meant to be a part-time thing until next spring when I was willing to give it full-time attention, but it just didn't work out that way because of circumstance. And Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for it. You know, I've learned, I've been able to accelerate my progress and accelerate my, my talents, you know, as a podcaster, right. As a musician, by just focusing, like having more time in my day to do that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, just blocking blocking time out to just focus solely on that. And that's something I have this problem and I don't know if anybody else can relate to this because I'm very neurotic in a lot of ways. <laughs> but <laughs> I tend to have a problem being present with what I'm doing sometimes. I'll be I, I for example, I'm an artist as well, which I something I don't even know if you knew about me, but I do no, I, I draw and paint and things like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll be I have, a, I have a drawing back here, but you can't see it. But anyway, um, sometimes I'll be working on a piece of art and instead of actually focusing on the details of what I'm doing in my head, I'm, I'm drawing on autopilot and I'm thinking, okay, after I do this, I need to go do dishes. And then after I do that, I'm like pl- planning in my head as I'm uh, drawing. 
And so I've realized I need to treat everything I pursue as it as if it's the only thing that matters at that moment. And then as soon as I'm done with that, then move on to the next thing. Instead of- Can I call attention to, you know, isn't that interesting how the human mind can do that? You can be drawing, right? You're painting something and you can think ahead to the dishes, let's say. But it's actually that same skill that you're using that is what is needed for flow. Mm -hmm. And so what flow is, it's essentially the same thing. You're, you're basically, because what you're describing is a disconnect from your body, right? Mm -hmm. When your mind is thinking ahead to the dishes and you're painting, you are not connected to your body. The only difference between that and flow is that you have to, you have to bring your mind to the present, but not be so wrapped up in the detail of what you're painting. It's the same thing with music, right? I can't be so high, because the opposite is true. If you hyper-focus, let's say, uh, if I'm writing a song, I'm sure it's like this, maybe I'm not a painter, but it, maybe it's like this when you're painting, if you if you get a little too focused on zooming in, let's say, mm -hmm. with that brush, you know, you can lose sight of the bigger picture. So there has to be a, a sense of disconnect, but you have to be present with that. Does that make sense? I don't know if I mean. Absolutely. It's, it's like you have to be present <laughs> with what you're doing, but not fixated on every minute detail. It's like fixated. if you... If you if you focus Sorry. on every single string you were playing as you played a song, you would probably mess up because you would be yeah. thinking, hey, what, what comes next? And that's something that, and huh. just even with podcasting and stuff too, if you build it up in your head to be complicated, it will be complicated. And, and that's something I overcomplicate things. That's, that's kind of, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm better at that now than I used to be, but I, I have a tendency of, Especially in the past, I'll have a past tendency. That's what I'll say because I'm not doing that now. <laughs> but that's something that I've really progressed with throughout the podcast. I would build things up before an interview to be like, oh gosh, I'm going to mess up. And if you think that you will, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. And I'm trying to become more aware of the things that the self fulfilling prophecies I create in my own mind, like that. Like, because if you set yourself yeah. up for complications, you'll find them. And I it's do that tough. with things that are simple. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I have the problem getting nervous before I interview people who I admire. Mm. You know, it's, it's, I've had the guests we've already had on and yourself included, I really admire you, but it, it's, it's just like, it's, if we have more guests that are coming on, they're big. Right. And, and mm. that I, you know, look up to, and it's, it's, uh, you can psych yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> it's really possible. And know? it's so funny because every single time I've found that, it's not near like it's minusculely intimidating compared to how I've built it up in my mind. And after the first, my very first interview on the podcast, when I introduced Anne, I was like, hello, Anne, thank you for joining me. It was like, I sounded like the micro machines man. And I mean, I could, I'm not saying that to put myself down, That great reference though, micro machines. <laughs> but it's because and the thing was, she was gracious and kind and great. It was just my first interview and I put all this pressure on, kind of like with the with the drawing or the guitar playing. If you put so much pressure on, I've got to get every detail of this interview right, you're going to mess up. You know, if you put, if you overemphasize every word, you're going to say, um, 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 a thousand times, or at least that's me. <laughs> no, I do the same thing. I, I suffer from that same uh, and you're, and, but the, the tools that we have to center ourselves are, are, are still there, you know, and, mm -hmm. and sometimes just a little bit of breath, right. A little bit of, um, centering yourself and, 
it's also, this is why also having a written plan helps because then it takes away a lot of that anxiety. I've you been, can't, you can't overdo it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been journaling every day. I journal three pages when I first wake up um, while I'm drinking my coffee and half the time in the morning, it's, it's kind of what wakes me up because I have to focus enough to form words when I'm halfway asleep. I'm like, today is a great day, but just, I write three pages, just free form, no plan, just whatever's in my brain of, about, really? about what Can I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason, and I'm genuinely curious here because with journaling, a lot of times, at least in my experience, um, I, when, I, when and if I do that, it's at night. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very curious about the fact that you wake up in the morning and you do it then. Do you get a benefit from it being first in the morning? Like I'm kind of, what, what is that process like? For me, it's kind of, it's kind of a way for me to unravel my brain when I first wake up. Cause I'm very disoriented when I first wake up in the morning, I'm very foggy. I need my coffee. Mu- I, I get up, I have my coffee, my music and a journal every morning. And huh. it just kind of gets my, my mindset proper for the day. And because a lot of times when I wake up and I feel disoriented and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to be awake then I get that moment of, of resistance going. But if I start to just write about things, I'm, I write three pages of just free form of, and that I got that from the book, The Artist's Way. It's uh, um, by Julie, Julie Cameron. I think it's Julie okay. Cameron. Um, but she, that's, that's the main assignment she has everybody do every week in that book. It's like, it's a 12 week course. And um so you, you do the three pages of journaling and I, I, I started the course. And I haven't finished it yet. Cause I've, I took on too much, but as I started doing that journaling, <laughs> yeah, th- this was like a few months ago, but I found that that journaling was really a, a great thing for me because like I said, where it's free form, I, I can switch topics. I don't reread what I journal. I'm not critical about it at all. It's just completely like brain dumping in the morning. Like, this is what I'm worried. Like, and I try not, I try to make it mostly positive because I, I think it's very important to get a good mindset going in the morning. Even if the day's challenging, just look for the silver linings and what you can do to be effective that day. And I kind of, sometimes I'll be journaling and it'll just be like, after I journal, I'm going to go work out and meditate. Like it's, <laughs> it's nothing profound. And then sometimes I'll be journaling and I'll have, a thought like remember a quote and write it down it's very random and disjointed but it's it's been very useful for me so i you know because i definitely am a believer in journaling and, and just in my own life and then people you know, people i respect most people will, will advise this right like, mm-hmm. something that's not new but um time of day i wonder must have an impact and i most of my journaling in the past has typically been evening and i noticed that my brain function is not the same in the evening but you mm. as it is in the morning i know you say you wake up in a fog i do too but i still it's, feel like after that fog clears i'm way sharper than at any time of night you know yeah absolutely after the fog clears then like the sun shines and i'm more alert <laughs> i'm more alert and clear than i am any other time of the day and the journaling for me is it's like a meditative process because you know, when you meditate, you observe your thoughts objectively. And for me, if I, when I meditate, I tend to, a lot of times I'll, I'll over, 
I'll, I'll overthink meditating, which is which is a funny thing to think about. <laughs> yeah. But it, it can happen. And I've been, I've been doing better on that too. But with with the journaling, it, it's it's a, an observation of my thoughts by putting them on a page. It's, it's like an, another dimension of, of meditation for me. I just like that you're starting your day out producing and, and, and actually taking control of your thoughts and your mind rather than consuming. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, the, the morning is probably my favorite time to read, especially, you know, I'll go in and uh, lately I've been diving into Old Testament scripture because there's so much packed in there, mm-hmm. psychologically speaking, spiritually speaking. It's very dense, really, yeah. Yeah, and I've really I just sort of slowed it down and, and wanted to dive in, right? And it's been super, super helpful for centering myself, right, in my day-to-day life. But I almost wonder if it might be more effective if I didn't necessarily start out my day consuming anything from anyone else like actually figuring out my own thoughts first mm-hmm. like that's that to me is fascinating i really have never thought about journaling that way see how my, my routine in the morning as of now is i get up make coffee and that kind of gets me moving enough to get my brain a little bit alert then i journal meditate and read and you, you know and i don't put any specific limit on how much I'm going to read or how long I'm going to meditate. I just do those three things in that order usually. But yeah, I've been reading a lot in the morning too, because I I love to read, but I tended to try to put it off till night. And then at night I would start to read and then be like, well, I'm going to fall asleep now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The same problem, which is why Mm -hmm. I moved to the morning myself, but I, but I was still doing the journaling and, and any thoughts like that, my own thoughts would be scribbled down, you know, late at night. And I see, like the way you describe that ritual, that morning ritual you've got, I can see how that consistency could really drive results in, in my long life. Just if I just did that every morning, right? Like get up, journal, and do that in the morning, and then do the reading. Mm-hmm. You know, I might get a lot more out of what I'm reading if I already centered myself. And I mean, that's pretty cool. I see it as instead of documenting your day, it's preparing for your day. It's getting yeah. like primed for your day. So yeah. and. Now for for the last segment of today's podcast, we're going to talk about in in the chaos that has been 2020 so far. <laughs> there have been good takeaways, and the funny thing is, for me, despite or it, among all the chaos, this has actually been a pretty great year in a lot of areas for me. Overall, there have been things that I wouldn't have chosen, but like I've. I moved, which has been great. I um, I started this podcast, which is something that I wanted to do. And I think that if you take, like you were talking about having the space to, with, with what's going on in the world right now, a lot of people have a lot more time available to them to do what they want to do. And there are a lot of options. You can either fixate on the undesirable things that you wouldn't have chosen in your life and just kind of well on that or you can take the time to pursue what you really want to pursue and that's that's the path I've chosen through 2020 it's just I'm gonna take all this extra time that when when, um when quarantine and stuff first started I remember I saw on Facebook or somewhere that some of the Ivy, Ivy League colleges were offering courses online and I started looking into just various online courses and stuff and that's one of the reasons why I ended up now I'm taking like 
two, getting two different certifications online for I'm going to change my career and just a lot of things. So I think this year has taught me to look for the, the diamond in the rough in life, you know, even in challenging tumultuous times, if you look hard enough, you can find an opportunity for something positive or make an opportunity for something positive. And I mean, not always, there are going to be times that are objectively challenging and negative and you're going to feel bad, but just try not to dwell there. I think is, is my, my message. So. Yeah. Cause when you do, you're welcoming focus on that negativity you are drawing in fact attracting it to yourself mm -hmm. it's and like ruminating on the negativity of things yeah especially the things that you don't have the power to change oh, and yeah. just having the the um it's like you were talking about um old testament scripture and that brought to me when i was talking about this which is not in the bible but it's tangentially related the serenity prayer the whole um, oh, yeah, okay. yeah give me the I, I can't remember it verbatim now, but basically it's like the, to know the difference between what you could change and what you couldn't change and, and kind of going with that and the grace and, you know, I, I can't remember it verbatim. God grant me the wisdom to accept things I cannot change. Um, the courage to accept the thing. Yeah. I can't remember which the, the, and the wisdom somebody the difference, comment like in, yeah, yeah. in the comment section, please. Someone knows serenity. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. I know it actually, I have, I have an angel like sitting on a bookshelf that is far enough away from me that I can't read the writing on it. That has the serenity prayer carved into it. Oh, <laughs> so cool. I can see it's in my line of sight right now, but, um, <laughs> because of the, the glasses here, um, I can't read it. It's, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Okay, there, I didn't yeah. overthink it. Yeah, something like that. But, and that's kind of the same premise as like stoicism. You know, uh, it's kind of the whole, don't focus on, on what you can't change. Just empower yourself to change what you can. So. Yeah. You know, motion is a wonderful thing, and it's mm. a, it's the beautiful part about being a human being. But you can't let it rule us. Yeah, it's like yeah. There, there's always going to be, even if they're just like subtle. It's like it's okay. Life is like an ocean. There's always going to be waves, mm. or it becomes a stagnant pool. I don't know. That's that's just random. But <laughs> life it's life true. does flow like that, and sometimes the waves are going to be more choppy, and sometimes yeah. the the sea will be calm. But there's always going to be that little bit of fluctuation in life. And you got to learn how to be a surfer in life. You got to ride those waves. Ride That's those waves. Right. Yeah. Hashtag wave game. <laughs> all right. Well, um. <laughs> that's all I have for today. So any final thoughts or just anything really? Your final thought. I final One thought. final thought is just um, nothing but gratitude. I mean, for you personally, Amanda, and for your show, um, I just, and for your listeners and, and for mine, like I, I, I'm just so excited to have the opportunity to, to, to do this, like to create content, mm -hmm. um, you know, just like you spend your mornings creating, right. Journaling. Um, that's a privilege. Right. And, uh, I just, I'm so happy that the technology exists and I'm able to do it and, and, and still find my way in the world. Like, uh, Thank you so much for like having me back on. I always have a blast. Thank you so much, Amanda. Oh, it's absolutely, and it, it's so much fun, especially 
where we've talked a few times before. It's just building on that conversation. Yeah. And each time we, we, you know, dig a little bit deeper. And that's, that's great because, and each time I, I think I get a little bit more comfortable in, in the whole <laughs> um, interviewing process or whatever. Because like you said, each time through, through this podcasting journey or whatever, I'm, I'm doing my best to improve every time and create content that's useful and fun and inspiring. And, and just like you, you having good feedback or even, you know, constructive feedback from people. It just, it means so much to me. And so thank you so much. Thank you so much for just like being enthusiastic to want to be here again. Like that's, that's the funny thing for me. It's almost like I have this sense of disbelief when, when I interview someone and they're, they're like, oh, thank you so much for, for letting me be on your podcast. I'm like, really? I was like all intimidated, you know? <laughs> but and, I feel that way. I really um, do. Like, I, you know, it's funny. And, and I think, well, the other thing too, man, is it because like, because you've been so consistent in putting out your podcast, right? And I know you listen to mine and I listen mm-hmm. to yours. Like, I feel like we sharpen each other a bit. Like, I know that I've improved because of your influence because mm-hmm. I hear you getting better and like crap I gotta step it up and not like that's how it feels like you know not that we're rivals but no you know, we're, we're like we're allies we're yeah. you know yeah we're podcasting I, allies I have dream, a was it dream warriors the, is that the term dream yeah, warriors. yeah hashtag dream warriors hashtag I, you know, dream warriors. An, old, an old friend of mine that that's the way our relationship started out like as, as teens it was like we made each other better musicians because mm-hmm. we were always challenging each other and I feel that way about like the people in the podcast world that I reached out to and, and you're paramount there. And um, anyway, I, I could keep going and just, again, I'm grateful. I was excited that you wanted me back on again. Oh, I, was, I was excited that you wanted to come. I was like, yes, I have my, my first, you are my first repeat guest. Oh, yay. yay. And you, I mean, you have been the first repeat guest uh, for Inside the Sound as well. Um, you know, we have two, it, it, you know, up already. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like last time, you know, I'll, I'll wait a beat and you'll release this one and then I'll, I'll post my copy of this here in, in a week or two. But um, I'm just, uh, again, I'm grateful, excited happy, for the, and, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy with I'm happy with now and excited for things to come. And I think that's a really great place mm-hmm. to be. That's kind Absolutely. of ideal for me. So um, tell everyone where they can find you and inside the sound online. Well, there's a couple of places. Uh, best place to go is the website anchor.fm slash inside the sound where you get our media channel, all the goodies. We've actually got new segments up now, uh, new different shows that we're doing, different interviews we're doing. Um, and then of course, social handles, you know, we have uh, inside sound cast on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then of course my own is uh, well, Hey there, MJ on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, thanks. <laughs> Yay, awesome. All right. Well, I think it's it's time to say adieu for now. I don't, my French is not great, but anyway. <laughs> adios. I can, adios. I can do a little Spanish. There yeah. you go. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm sure this is not the last time that you will be a guest on this podcast. This will I, I, I see like, you know, this being a, a regular occurrence. So until I next so. time. Until next time. Have a wonderful day and I will see you again soon. And there you have it. Thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to check out heightenedlife.org and follow along on Instagram throughout the week. Until next time, much love and 
I will see you later.